No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Good early evening, late afternoon, Winnipeg. Good same thing, Manitoba. And for all of those listening to us live on the interweb, good evening slash late afternoon to you. And welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. I am the host of today's show, David Manuk, or Dave Manuk, whatever you prefer. Ezzy Ginsberg, my main man. He is I actually prefer Ezra. Don't I don't I don't like Ezzy, so please <laughs> Fine, refer to me as my formal name. The man known as Ezra Ginsburg is to my right or left, depending on, on your perspective. And uh, Drew, even though he joined us earlier, he is, no, he's not so upset that he's not doing the show again, Chris. We're just allowing him to enjoy vacation time with his family. Uh, we don't know when At the basketball game. I have no idea who's playing, but he, maybe Gonzaga? I think Gonzaga. Yeah. But he's at uh, T-Mobile Arena. Or is it yes. T-Mobile? That's a good question. I think T-Mobile Mobile behind uh, it's behind New York, New York, right? You're you're Correct. the uh, you have a residency in Vegas, Dave. So you know I the, do. You know the strip way better than I do. I have walked the strip with you. That is definitely true. Definitely know the strip. I stripped on the strip, but yeah, you know you know the the uh, hotels, but yeah, no Drew, but he joined us for an hour this morning, as you know, Dave, and uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that he's uh, probably not too upset that he won't have to break uh, this game down because it's like more of the same, right? Dave, like, you know, they scored the power play goal, which it didn't seem like they were going to score a power play goal on that five-minute major. We'll get into that later. Like, what a cheap yeah. shot uh, by Blake Blake Lazat. I don't know how people are defending that, but, look, it's more no, br- Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's kind of more of the same, right? Like, how, how do you not get a, a shot on that third-period power play, right? Um, it was uh, the Alex Edler tripping penalty. Like the Jets don't, don't get a shot in a must-win game. And I realized that, you know, we said we weren't going to call these must-win games, but the Flames just wrapped up the game against the Sharks. They won 5-3, right? So now the Flames are only four points back. And look, I still think the Jets are going to hang on to one of those wild-card spots, uh, but they're not making it easy on themselves, Dave. Well, and, and you know, Ezzy, it's funny that you should say that because, like, this, this Jets team, the Kings coming into this game, I mean, it's not as if they had the top one, two, or three PK unit in the entire NHL. They actually have the 23rd ranked penalty kill unit in the NHL, and they looked like a top team against the Jets. That's just the way they looked. And the Jets have dropped like a stone. Like, it's actually amazing to think. And I don't, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to check out where the Jets were earlier in the season. But the Jets have just, they're, they're, it's just been, like I said, it's dropped like a stone. They went from, I think, around, I want to say they were like, maybe not top 10, but they were like 11th, 12th ranked penalty power play at one point to 17th and now it's the 23rd best power play best that's, that's what over 22 play. does for you right dave yeah over like, 23 like over 23 over, oh, sorry over 23 yeah and, and like we've talked about it for over a month maybe two months now like it's really mind-boggling that a team that has nikolai ehlers and kyle connor and mark shifley and pierre luke dubois and josh morrissey and, and all of these really skilled players you can throw in nito niederreiter who I thought was maybe their best forward on the, on the power play, right? Net front, and he was he was creating offense, right? Like, it's pretty mind-boggling. I mean, look, it, I don't think, you know, anybody necessarily thought the Jets were a shoe-in to be a top-five power play, but especially, you know, with the slide that we've seen recently, I, I, it's, it's just, it's hard to watch. I don't think anybody enjoys watching the Jets' power play anymore. Obviously, we enjoyed the Dubois goal, 
Um, but that was about it because the other power plays, they went one for six again, right? Yeah, and and look, it, it's you know, there's no there's no place in this in this in this point of the season, Ezzy, for hollow victories, and that you can't you know say, well, we liked ele- element X and element Y of our game, but overall, you know, we need the new the two points. Cliche, 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 cliche. Like there's nothing to hang your hat on. I mean, you've lost, and you know, it was just in the chat. You lost two faceoffs. They end up in the back of your net, and people can say faceoffs aren't important. Well, those faceoffs sure seem to be important to the Jets because two faceoff losses ended up in the back of your net. So yeah, those faceoffs wins were or losses in this instance were rather important for the Winnipeg Jets and the way the game went. So it's just it's just an unfortunate situation, especially given the fact that Ellie Tolvanen decided he was going to have his revenge game of his life in Nashville for the Seattle Kraken as they pumped the Predators, who we talk about had three games in hand coming in and still have three games in hand now that the Jets played, but they didn't gain any ground on Winnipeg because they got pumped seven to two by the Seattle Kraken, who the Jets were one point behind and now are three points behind. Now, the truth is you've got, again, Calgary, and it looked like Calgary was up to a 2 nothing lead. I'm not going to do too much scoreboard watching, Ezzy, but Calgary's up 2 nothing on San Jose, and all of a sudden it's 3-2 San Jose. And then, of well, course, what it comes you- down to, Dave, is that how many of these teams have really, you know, shown us that you know they they're willing to take a stranglehold on that last wild card? Zero, none. none of these teams. None like, of them. Look, look at the records over the last seven, 10, 12, 15 games. Right, like all of these teams have been inconsistent. And yes, Nashville has the games in hand, but they have to do something with those games in hand, right? So I still think Calgary is is your biggest threat, but. I'm not that scared of Calgary considering that they almost blew a lead against one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. And it's just, again, you need more from your best players and Mark Shifley. Once again, I, I didn't, I haven't looked at a chance as he to look at the final number for Mark Shifley, but I don't believe he registered a shot in the game. I mean, I, I, you know, you're the number one center in theory and how do you go? He did not uh, No, He had not one shot on goal today in the game he played 19 yep. minutes and 17 seconds he actually played less uh than Pierre-Luc Dubois and, well, and five minutes just under six minutes five minutes and 52 seconds to be exact on the power play right so yeah. how do you how do you not get a shot on net on uh, in almost six minutes of power play time and again it, it's 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 frustrating for Jets fans like I used the word mind-boggling earlier to describe the Jets power play like I just don't think you know look at is is the collective psyche is the collective soul you know, even though that's a, that is an actual band. Uh, yeah. I, saw, I saw them live at uh, Burton Cummings theater. Great show. Um, Hashtag no big like, you know, you wonder like what something's rotten with this team now. And like, I've seen enough that I just don't think the jets will flip a switch and beat whoever they face in the, in the first round right now. It, it would be Vegas. Like mm-hmm. it, it could be LA, it could be Dallas, but either one of those three teams, Dave, like, I just don't see, like, the only way I see them doing it is if, you know, Mark Shifley drastically improves his game, and obviously Connor Hellebuck would have to steal two games, three games in a best-of-seven series, but, I mean, again, you know, whatever you want to call this game, can't lose, must win, like, I saw several people in the in the chat here, where is the sense of urgency? And, and, and speaking of the sense of urgency, like, I don't know how many people, you know, in the chat here or Dave, you were thinking about this. Dan Robertson mentioned it on the broadcast. Like, why aren't you pulling your goalie when there's five minutes left and you have a power play? Like, I just don't get that. Like, are you respecting, you know, LA defensively too much? Like, I, I just, I, and look at, if you don't want to pull your goalie and you think that's, there's too much time left on the clock, at least pull your goalie, you know, later in the power play. I just thought, yeah. you know, you could put yourself in a, in a six on four situation. So 
again, like your power play wasn't very good tonight, like we talked about, even though you got a goal finally. Uh, but I just thought they could have used an extra man on the look, Dave. The Jets can the Jets need everything, you know, at their disposal to get the power yeah. play goal, right? So that was just something that I thought was uh, you know, I was a little bit confused by that, or I thought Bones might, you know, pull Hellebuck a little bit earlier, but you know, like you said, you're not going to take, there's no hollow victories here. You need the points. And now like you, you've just let the flames stick around. That's what you keep doing. The flames and the predators, you keep losing games and you just let them stay four points back, five points back. Uh, if they want a couple of games here, um, you know, they would be free and clear of the flames, right? Like if they're eight points up on the flames here, it's done. Yeah. You've already essentially locked up a playoff spot. Like we talked about, 82% or 83% on money puck. Now that's going to go down to 75% or 70%, right? So, uh, you know, now you're going to have to win at least four of your last eight games to clinch. Well, and, you know, there's a couple of things. As, as he, first of all, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the idea of pulling the goaltender when, you know, you have the power play. I asked Mark Morrison about that the other day because the Moose were in a very similar situation where he didn't pull the goaltender when they had the, they were down a goal and uh needing to tie it now the Jets obviously weren't down a goal but like still like you know why didn't you pull the goaltender when to give yourself that six on four advantage now Mark Morrison's answer to me after the game the first game against Rockford was well we have a pretty good power play and so we have a lot of confidence that our power play can get us a goal and if I'm seeing that something's changed or if we're not getting the opportunities well then I'll pull the goaltender a little bit later that answer makes sense to me because the Jets have a I mean the Moose have a really good power play so for the Moose they can have confidence right they have a top five power play in the in the AHL third overall I believe so there's a reason why he can have confidence in his group even with the loss of Declan Chisholm so that's kind of one of those situations whereas the Jets don't have that confidence so you think that you're right to your point you would do that you would go where in a situation where you've put those that extra guy on because right now it's just it isn't working nothing is working for your team so maybe you need to overload it because right like it just the power play, you know, like I, you said something about um, something stinks. Something stinks in Denmark. It isn't Nikolai Ehlers, though. We're not going to blame Nikolai Ehlers. But no, something Ehlers was fine tonight. Like, I thought Connor was good tonight. I mean, he, he clearly, you know, you could tell the monkeys off of his back scoring a goal last game, right? He's got to go more to the net, though. He's he's too, too many curls, yeah. too, too many. He's not going direct at the net. That's the problem. Like, there were at least two instances today where Kyle Connor has the puck on his stick where one was like a partial two-on-one. And he's curling back and he's looking, waiting for the extra, the, 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 you know, the trailer, as opposed to going directly at the net. And that's exactly how he had success. You know, the previous game was, was having going direct at the net. And today I, I thought he was kind of reverting a little bit and sure. doing that, that curl. But I, I agree with you as you can see, he's, he's playing with more confidence, which is what he does. But I just thought a couple of instances of him curling around back as opposed to, and waiting for the trailer as opposed to going direct yeah. at the net. And, you know, just checking out his expected goals at even strength, it wasn't good, but I mean, on the power play, like how many, how many guys aside from Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers and Pierre-Luc Dubois are, are a threat right now. Like you saw Nate Schmidt had a couple shots on, on the power. Play he's got to hit the net. I've also, well, I mean, yeah, that's... but I, I mean, look, he's shooting the puck, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we we've talked about this so many times, the jets looking for the pretty pass, the cross seam passes and just, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, you know, they, they, they should have had, look, when your season's on the line, let's get into it right now. We're, we won't get into the goal, but I mean, Blake Lazat, first off, what a chicken SHIT move when Morrissey, like, I didn't see this until the replay, but like Morrissey apparently dropped his gloves. Like he was willing yeah. to go. And, and if, if you watch Morrissey at all in his pro career, Josh Morrissey does not fight very often. Like, I don't, if he has any uh, registered fights, Dave, it's probably, you could count it on one hand, right? 
So Lazat should be suspended. Yeah, I, I didn't see Craig Button during the intermission, but uh, give him five games for that. If he doesn't get two games, Dave, um, I think that's ridiculous. But again, the Department of Player Safety time after time, uh, you know, doesn't give players enough, in my opinion. But that was just a cowardly thing to do. And I don't know how anybody can do that. That's a, a you know, shot to the head, you know, and look, Morsi could have been seriously injured there. Oh, absolutely. And and as per our, I'm just chatting, interacting with the chat here, Ezzy, but but as per our intern, who's saying something as per Ken Weeb, and I did confirm with Kenny, and he did actually as well on his own Twitter account, that it is in fact Kenny's birthday. So happy birthday to Kenny Weeb. Uh, but you know, Bailey's telling us that Ken said Josh Morrissey said he took seven to eight or eight stitches on the inside of his mouth and 10 on the outside across the chin after the cross check from Blake Lazat. And that's a like, good update from Bailey. And it just shows you how serious that was, right? Like that's, that's, I don't care what you want to call it. It's a, it's a cheap shot at the very minimum. Oh yeah. And look, he could have cost his team the game. And that's what I wanted to go back to. Like you got to score more than once on that power play, right? Like you got to score a couple times on the, on that power play. You have to make the Kings hurt for what they did right and they didn't and yeah Dubois gets what was it 30 seconds left I yeah. think in the, in the power play something like that um, maybe a minute I forget exactly Less. um but yeah. you, you need to score more like a five minute major that was to me that was the turning point in the game like that well, that in the third period power play uh I mentioned it earlier when Alex Edler took a tripping penalty and the power play didn't generate a shot inexcusable again but none of us should be surprised considering prior to Dubois' goal, the Jets went 0 for 23 on the power play. The power play, if the Jets end up missing the playoffs, which I, I again, I got to repeat, I don't think they will, but mm-hmm. they're in danger of missing the playoffs. The power play is going to be a huge reason for them missing the playoffs, Dave. As I said, as it's dropped like a stone, and the word you used, and it's the word I would reiterate here, is urgency. There wasn't that urgency. I mean, three minutes of a major were gone like that, like that, and it was like, what is going on with this team? Where is the urgency? You're down. Here's like, this is like manna from heaven. Here's an opportunity for you to, to get back in the game. You can score one, two, three. You can think about what you could do. You can break. I mean, this is a Kings team that has not been giving up goals. You know, Rick Bonus said it before the game. They haven't given up more than two goals. So you know that you're in trouble. You know that if you're going to have a chance to get back into this hockey game, you need to score on this major. You need to take advantage of the man advantage. And you're not doing that. You continue to not do that. You went in over 23. I mean, that that's just, that's, it's abysmal. And the fact that Rick Bonus thinks that, you know, a little tweak is going to be enough. Like, no, it's, it needs more work. It needs, like, I'm sorry. Like, that's all they should be working on in practice. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking. They can, <laughs> Their five on five play has been okay. Sure. They can't spend 45 minutes on the power play on the ice, Dave. But like, honestly, they should probably be spending, I don't know how much time. I mean, you might know better because you've gone to more Jets practices this year than I have. Yeah. But uh, wow, it's uh, it's reached like just the it, rock bottom. Like we've been at rock bottom for a while now. Um, and you mean like our we, show? No, the the power play. And no, our, our show's never been better. Better, Dave. But look at, I mean, in this game again, you were gifted a power play at the end, and just you know, there's passing the puck around. Um, they just don't look confident. Right. Like they just it's like when they get a power play, um, it actually takes away momentum as opposed to gives them momentum. That's right. And, you know, nothing symbolizes. I think it was in the third period, the one you were talking about where they didn't get a shot as he nothing symbolizes how I guess the word is inept. This power play is right now or individual, which is one of the words I just saw in the chat. And I kind of agree with that word. 
when Mark Shifley gets the puck, goes in at the line, goes in at like four Kings and loses the puck at the blue yeah. line, and they and they and they toss yeah, it. That was in the way. neutral zone, right? I remember that. He yeah. was just gained. He just gained the zone. He came kind of came in shallow yeah. into the uh, over the blue line, and then just kind of tried to like stick handle himself. And I'm thinking to myself, like again, it's kind of going back to the Pascal Vincent conversations where he would be like secret plays that only you know about and your teammates <laughs> don't know what you're doing, and that's what it seemed like. For Mark Shifley, that's what it seemed like. These Jets, the, you know, and again, I saw the chat, and I'm sorry, the chat. Normally, I'm much better about getting your comments up, but with no Mandel, and you know, usually I'm doing, we're, we're, we're multitasking here, trying to get them up as best I can. But look, it's a lot of individuals. It's not a team. There's no, they're not playing like a five man unit, and that to me is is a big problem. Well, as let's get into it. Let's get into this Betway game recap, which no surprise. Brought to you by your friends at Betway, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is a sports betting app that puts you, Ezra, the customer, notice I said Ezra, the customer at the <laughs> forefront. With a large selection of betting options in sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds, what are you waiting for, Ezzy? Ezzy, that time. Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play, as. Please play responsibly. I went through, through three that's different actually, versions. That's actually, you know, just as an aside, that's my favorite that is used because Ezzy has been my nickname my whole life, right? But I actually love when people call me Ez the most. That's just a little inside thing. I don't know why. I just, I've always liked it. just Ez, maybe because it's only two letters. Yeah. Uh, and then I think that's always what my dad called me. Yeah. Uh, so I just, yeah, anyways. Well, just like, I, I just like I, gave them for you, Dave. Yeah, I used, but I managed to use all three. I used Ezra, Ezzy, and Ez. So I went, uh, I went, yeah. I covered all the bases, I, first, second, and third. Well, you know who didn't cover all the bases? The Jets, because once again, a face-off loss early in the first period by, I believe it was Mark Shifley, uh, ends up by Moore, ends up winning it back to Victor Arvidsson. Nice little set play, and he fires it home over the shoulder of Connor Hellebuck. And the Jets, a minute 22 into this game, as he are now down one nothing. Yeah, and really, how many times have we seen this, right? Like, the, the Jets giving up the, the early goal here, and... You know, I originally, I, I was it was it high? I, like, it was glove side on Hellebuck. It's a nice shot, and we talked about it uh, about it on this Saturday morning show. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, you know, he's been a bit of a jet killer uh, over the years, going back to the Nashville days, right? Um, but it's a nice shot, and like you said, this is the definition of a set play. It only takes what two seconds from the the puck being dropped during the faceoff to Victor Arvidsson shooting that, and it's in the back of the net. So again, it's a quick shot. Arvidsson's a great player. I think he's got twenty one goals now, right? something like that, 20 or 21 goals. He's replaced a little bit of the offense along with, you know, a few other players like Ayafalo, um, that they've lost. Like, let's remind ourselves um, that Kevin Fiala wasn't playing tonight. He's one of their best offensive players. Sean Dursey, who's a top four defenseman. We talked to John Mattis this morning about Sean Dursey. I think he's a real underrated uh, defenseman, really good player. So, I mean, two of the top players on the Kings, maybe not up there with, you know, Drew Doughty when you talk about Jersey. But the point is a top four defenseman and a top six forward weren't playing tonight, today, right? So just wanted to get that in there. And, and yes, the Jets don't have Cole Perfetti right now. Uh, but I mean, look, th just think of how much more dynamic the Kings would be with, with Kevin Fiala in the lineup, right? He's been a great pickup for them. Uh, but yeah, that's a, a set play. And, you know, I, I think that shot, I would fault Hellebuck on less than the Drew Doughty goal. Uh, the mm -hmm. goal that made it three one in the in the third period. Like to me, you got to stop that one. But this one is just uh, you know a nice a nice face off win and a really nice shot by Arvidsson. Well, and and so then it gets us into wh what happens the rest of the period. Well, the Jets are unable to take advantage of power plays, and that to me is I mean obviously they were able to kill 
the uh, Neil Pionk power uh, penalty, but Trevor Moore trips Blake Wheeler. And, you know, as you, you talked about it and, and I, we, we don't need to belabor the point because we, we kind of did in our preamble, but like how long is this power play going to just, it, it's not just that you're not scoring and taking advantage of your advantage. You're killing your momentum. And that's another instance where the, the, the power play just didn't look dangerous and doesn't do anything for you other than kill two minutes, which again, the other night when you were killing time in the third period and not doing anything on the power play, but you were already up, that's not a big deal. But when you're in a deficit situation, you need to score. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I've seen a few people talk about this and, and I agree with them, but look, Blake Wheeler is not going to be held at the level of accountability that we would like, but it's a, it's a bad penalty. Right. Like, and it's kind of weird because he was tripped a little bit. And I think that's what he was pissed off about. You know, you, I, I, I can't remember who tripped, which Kings player tripped him. Um, but, you know, he tripped Trevor Moore. That was a trip. That was a penalty. And you could see after Ayafalo scored, Dave Wheeler comes out of the box and you could see he was talking to the ref. And I'm sure he wasn't, you know, uh, letting him know, uh, you know, how to, to make the best banana bread. I think he was probably telling him that, you know, he missed a call or he, you know, didn't like the call. But, um, you know, if you want to get into the goal here, like, you know, first well, off, you jumped, you jumped, you jumped ahead. Of you. I was, I was still talking about how the Jets in the first period weren't able to take advantage of it. And then all of a sudden, I was like, wait a second. As he's talking about the second period and the Blake Wheeler penalty, I'm like, well, that's fine. I wasn't expecting that. So I was like, you had me thinking about that for a second. As I was like, well, wait a second. Are we already in the second period? Well, look at, and we can talk more about the first period, but uh, you know, the Jets are outshot ten nothing. Well, that's yeah, that's what that's kind of what I wanted to. Sure. I wanted to bring it back to that. They were I just better in the second half, but like, I mean. 10 a period is 20 minutes, not 10 minutes. So again, hollow victories. Oh yeah. They got some shots in the second half of the first period. They got, yeah. I think nine shots or something like that. Right. Who cares? Well, and you know, it has that, that's why I was wanting to bring it back because even though they had, the Kings had that power play. I mean, this is, I'm not saying it, we're not must win territory anymore. Like it's not must win. This game wasn't for sure, but it was, I like can't lose, but all, all, sorry, Dave. All I wanted to say yeah. is that, I mean, the Jets still need to probably win four, maybe five of their last eight. So the reason why these, yeah, I agree with you. Let's, you know, put a moratorium on, on must win, but it's, it's points that you need, right? Like it's points that you need so that you can clinch a playoff spot sooner rather than later. Right. And again, the reason why these points are important is because Calgary won today. If Calgary would have lost. Okay, great. I mean, you know, we would have expected it probably because the flames aren't very good and they love to blow leads. Uh, but that's why it's important. So all of these games are important. The game against San Jose is going to be important. They should beat San Jose because I think San Jose has six wins at home. Six wins all year long at home. The Sharks mm-hmm. are terrible. They're going to get a high draft pick. Then you got to beat Detroit. You got to beat the Devils. Like this, it's not like it's not like you're going to beat. It's not like you go in and beat Anaheim, lose to LA, and then beat San Jose, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, we can just coast to the playoffs. No, and the remember, three, that's that's three wins at a four, so you could create a little bit of a narrative there. Exactly. So what they have done is they haven't given themselves as big of a cushion as you would like, right? Again, four points is not a small number for the flames to make up, but you could have easily been up eight points, right? That's the point we're trying to make here. The jets have lost points to teams that, you know, I mean, when you're talking about the Kings, the Kings are a better team than the jets. Let's, you know, and ironically, I think coming into the blues game game is the one I'm talking about. The blues game. If you have those two points from that blues game, uh, you're up six points on the Flames like they were prior to today's game, and then you're feeling a lot. So again, it's just they they seem to just love making it harder on themselves than it needs to be. Well, and you know, as you you talked about the Kings being a better team, both teams came into this game with 41 wins. 
So it's interesting how the the but the Kings, of course, have I think it was like either 10, 10 or 12 uh, overtime or shootout loss points. So and you know what? The one of the things I want you just said, and I wanted to touch on it because I think it's interesting and it's kind of something we spoke about a little bit this morning was, you know, people say, well, you know, they still have, look, we're, we still feel like the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Da, 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 da. But the reality is by not gaining these points, by not giving yourself the buffer, the other thing that you're doing 90 now, points might get you in this year, by the way. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way these guys are all stumbling and bumbling and it's like the old Chris Berman, like, you know, uh, football reference, but like it's towards the end zone. But like, you know, the one thing that we're not factor, we, we, we mentioned it, but I think it needs to be reiterated is the fact that you are taking away an opportunity to A, bring guys up to give your other guys some rest and give those guys rest. You know, like we're talking about guys who clearly, you know, aren't at their full health. And you could, if you actually gave yourself that cushion again, the one you created in the first 30 games, you know, with with some wins in game, I'm not saying today was was a win, but in some of these games that that you're not winning, you know, that that has allowed not allowed you to rest anyone. You know, and Connor, um, one of the questions from Dan Robertson to to uh, Rick Bonus before the game, as he was, you know, will you ride Connor Hellebuck the rest of the way? Which you know is a question I asked Ted Wyman today, and I didn't ask Ted Wyman if he would do it because I don't think he has a, the power to decide whether Connor Hellebuck plays the remainders of the game. And you know what? No surprise. What Rick Bonus said was, "We'll see, and we'll see." Like, of is course, Hellebuck going to play against San Jose? I, I I would bet on it. Oh, of course, not even a question. Like, and and the thing is. Like because they don't play, they don't play till till Tuesday, and then they don't play till Friday. Exactly. So you've got a few days between the game today and the Sharks game, and then you've got a few days between the Sharks game and the Red Wings game. And to your point, Dave, what you're trying to say here, if I can just bring it home, um, please do. Even though though I am right now, um, the Jets would probably be able to play Riddick if they won today, right? Like if the way I look at it, like you probably want to play Riddick against you know, the, the worst teams that you've got left on your schedule. Right. And yeah. there's no worse team than the sharks. Right. No. So again, if the jets would have won today, Riddick probably plays on Tuesday, but now because they lost Riddick is definitely not going to be playing Tuesday. By the way, as he is a complete sidebar, what were your thoughts about the jets wearing the, the home dark jerseys uh, on it. the road? Love it. You know, Dave, I'm old school. I like the white jerseys at home and the dark jerseys on the road. The King, those Kings jerseys are maybe as close to perfection as you can get. Uh, and I, I love the silver buckets, right? Like, how can you not like those? Uh, some people yeah, don't like them. I, I, like I saw some, some people on our Twitter didn't like them. But It was, uh, uh, I think, 2003 or 2004 when they went to uh, home teams wearing dark jerseys. Because, yeah. you know, as you know, we're similar age, Dave. Growing up, when you'd go to the old Winnipeg Arena, the Jets would always be wearing the their home whites, right? So they changed mm-hmm. that. And I don't really care at the end of the day, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see, you know, we didn't expect that, or maybe the, I'm not sure if they announced it, you know, no, they didn't prior to it. the game. No. Um, but yeah, I love to see, uh, love to see the, you know, a little bit of a, uh, it's like, it's something different, right? Well, no, I, but it, the funny part for me, as he was, I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, well, if they can wear the darks on the road, I guess that means they can wear white at home. And I think the fans all, well, we'll it it, I guess they scored a power play goal. So maybe that's the key. They have to wear the, uh, the blue jerseys in San Jose. It's still oh. called the cow palace, right? <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you know. It's funny. No, no, I know you're joking, but like the funniest part is like, isn't it? uh, No, that's the funny part. It's not SAP anymore. It's got a new name. I don't remember what the new name is, but it was SAP for a while. Now it's uh, now it's some something completely different. Uh, If you know what it is, let us know. Share it in the chat. Um, Google says SAP, but still, Mm, at the end of the day, who cares? 
That's a good point. And you know, Desi, that's the subject of our conversation. It's a corporation. On... I mean, every yeah. arena is named after uh, a corporation. So, oh, I forgot to tell you, Ezzy, it's actually now the Illegal Curve Arena. We yeah. uh, we bought the naming rights for the next ten years. Nice. Um, but that's only for the San Jose Barracudas, not for the San Jose Sharks. So, anyways, moving on. Jets after the uh, Blake Lazat five minute major and the game misconduct, they head to the box and the Jets head to a power play. And for the first three minutes of that power play or more. Completely ineffective, no urgency, and then they started to get a little bit going in the in the king zone. Eventually, ended Neil Pionk because of course Josh Morrissey was getting uh, patched up in the room. So with Josh Morrissey off, it became Neil Pionk manning the, the the back end, and he did got the puck over to Kyle Connor, who feathered a pass to Pierre Luc Dubois, who shot a puck on net that found the back of the net, and suddenly the Jets' deficit, which kind of remarkably was you know only two one. Uh, towards the end of the second period. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I, I liked Neil Pionk's game. And, you know, we've been talking about it. I think maybe, you know, the 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 corner was turned a little bit in that Nashville game. He scored the big goal, right? The game winner in overtime. Uh, but I, I thought, you know, at times the second power play unit looked a lot better. And that's probably why Bones went with the second power play unit a little bit longer than you would like to see. But, I mean, again, watching the replay now, Dave, it was almost exactly 30 seconds that Dubois scored the goal, but look, you know, he's uh, at the point, moves in a little bit, Connor puts it right on his tape, um, and then Dubois goes blocker side, right? So it was a nice shot, um, but again, that to me is the is the turning point in this game. Like, you had to score more goals, and that's, that's captain obvious, but especially with your best defenseman, you know, in the dressing room, um, as Bailey, you know, talked about Kenny's quote, like, you know, he, he his face was bloodied, like, so yes, the Jets score a power play goal. Hallelujah. It finally happened. Um, but on a five minute major, when the season's on the line, you got to put more pucks uh, past Eunice Corpusallo there. And it well, Donnie boy, we, we do have to acknowledge that as he did give the Ginsburg guarantee, the, the Ginsburg guarantee. I got lucky there guys. I, mean, no, I, I would like to take a lot of credit, but I was kind of, you know, I was joking a little bit there. I was the tweet for those who didn't see or listening on podcast was the Jets caps lock will score a power play goal uh, today. It, look, it had to happen eventually. And, and like, did it? Well, did it? Well, I'm not so sure. I mean, I, I thought it had to happen. I mean, and, you know, hopefully that means, you know, the Jets will score a couple power play goals against the Sharks and they'll keep it going against Detroit and New Jersey. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that power play, again, not enough movement. Zone entries they were struggling with, um, you know, not winning enough face-offs. Yeah. And again, I mean, you could either just say the Jets' power play isn't good at this point, or you could say that if they're able to, you know, again, flip the switch, get that power play going, I mean, that's going to really benefit them heading into the playoffs, obviously, if they make the playoffs. But um, yeah, a huge goal at the time. But unfortunately, early in the third period, as we'll get into, Drew Doughty scores. And to me, game's over at that point because it's just so deflating when the Jets had to work so hard to get that goal on the power play, Dave. Um, and then, you know, Hellebuck just let, lets in a goal that he can't let in. Well, and, you know, just before we get into that, as like, you're right, it's it's absolutely deflating because you have fought back and you are only down 2-1 to a very good LA team. And again, worth noting, it's not like the Jets were supposed to come in there, go toe-to-toe and, and defeat, uh, you know, uh, an, an equal opponent. The Kings are a superior opponent. I don't care about the wins. And losses right now. I mean, They're two they, points back of Vegas now for first. And and again, 
they're one of the hot. They're I think the hottest team in the Western Conference right now. Now some folks could say, well, that's not very significant given that the Western Conference isn't a very good this year, but they're still at the top of things and they've been playing like it. And they they play a team game and they play a responsible game and they roll their lines and. That was a pretty responsible overall game, as in, like you said, missing Jersey, missing Fiala. It's a, a couple of big pieces for them, and yet they continued to do what they were doing. And and you know, one of the things I should note is Kyle Connor on the uh, goal by Pierre Luc Dubois. He set a new career high for assists with his forty seventh. Something we often talk about is Kyle Connor is lauded for his good shot, but he sometimes gets forgotten as he's an equally good passer, and uh, he has forty seven assists, so he should be able to hit fifty. And I know we're not you know, folks don't really care too much about individual success when the team isn't doing well, but still notable nonetheless. And as you said, as he getting into that third period, you know, you're thinking to yourself self. Well, actually, I wasn't even thinking to myself. I was chatting. I was interacting with the chat. We had about, I think 15, 17 people here in the chat during the, during the intermission. So I was having some conversations and folks were excited. You know, the flames game was kind of, Back and forth, folks didn't know what was going on with Calgary and San Jose. And, uh, you know, but look, there was a little bit of optimism, right? The Jets were not out of this game, and they were able to stick with it, despite the fact that they snoozed for the first 10 minutes of that first period. So, you know, you're only down a goal. And again, it's not as if, you know, you're not, look, you're not showing a lot of success breaking through the 1-3-1 that all everybody was talking about with the Kings. And you're right, Ezzy, when you were going to have a chance to do that, you needed like one or two goals preferably two in that five minute major, but for them to give up that third goal. And again, a clean face-off win for the Kings. And you've got to give Drew Doughty credit. Like Drew Doughty like picks up that puck along the, the wall, sees that there's a press of humanity and he fires a pretty good shot on that. And I agree. Hell of a, I, it's hard for me to remember exactly what his angle was uh, like his field of vision, but you know, it's a, it's just a, it's again, it shows you the people can say face-offs aren't important, but sure was important on that play. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you mentioned it was Kopitar who wins the face-off, right? And yeah, then, I didn't. I um, forgot. Sorry, Kopitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, <laughs> Kopitar has been doing this for so long, and Kopitar and Doughty have really had success against the Jets this year. The Jets did beat the Kings once earlier this year, but the Kings took the uh, series two-one. Um, look at, I, I, like, it was Morrissey and Kopitar battling in front of the net. Originally, I thought it went off of Morrissey, Dave. I'm not sure if you thought that or you know anybody. No, I think else. It, I, I, in my mind it went in clean. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I, I, you know, it was Morrissey and and Kopitar, and you know, it's just a veteran. You know, to have the veteran, um, you know, just the know how. Yeah, savvy. There you go. I was struggling to get those. I could, words I out, could Dave. sense it. I wanted to give you an. Yeah, assessment. no, we've been doing the show long enough that that you know when I'm struggling to get the words <laughs> out, Dave. But yeah, I mean, Doughty, I think didn't see any other option, right? So he saw a little bit of traffic in front of the net, and he just put it on net. But I mean, Hellebuck's got to stop that. One thing I thought, again, I'm not a goaltending expert. That's Kevin Woodley, who we have on from, from time to time, who writes for yeah. Goal Magazine uh, and NHL.com. But I thought, you know, Hellebuck was a little bit low there. Like you could tell, like if you look at the replay, I just have it up on one of my browsers here. Ooh, fancy. See, multi-browser. Well, yeah, I got a multi-browser computer here. Dave, my computer shuts off uh, on the rank. So <laughs> I, don't be too jealous of this uh, this computer. I'm going to have to get a new one eventually. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a long shot. It's from, you know, near the face-off circle, top of the face-off circle. Um, and it's just a, a, a shot that Hellebuck, I'm sure, you know, he, of all of the goals, and there were only three goals scored on him, that's the one that he's going to dislike the most. Right. And and again, as you said, as soon as that goal goes in, in my mind, and I think in a lot of people's minds, the game was over. Because 
the Jets hadn't shown that they had the fortitude to be able to fight back. And, and, and LA also showed that they had enough resolve to lock it down. And, you know, the, the Jets when, weren't. And did they lock it down? I mean, how many, how many flip clears and I mean, dump ins and, you know, things of that nature, the Kings know how to. And, and the thing is, again, I said this this morning, Dave, but I think Todd McClellan, I don't know if he ends up being a Jack Adams trophy finalist. I don't know who cares. I think, you know, he's he's just a great coach. And I just think that this Kings team knows how, even though, you know, you mentioned it earlier, they go to overtime and shootouts a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's just a, it's a very efficient, structured team. And that's what Todd McClellan teams have always been like that. I mean, you go back to the, you know, the Sharks days. And yeah, I mean, the Jets just because they have been struggling so much to produce. And again, I hate to keep, you know, harping on this, but the power play that they had with five minutes left is a perfect example, right? You pop in a goal there, then all of a sudden you can pull the goalie and you're only down a goal. But again, well, the power play goes out there and doesn't even get a shot on net. So um, it, it seems like we're just talking about the same stuff game after game. Um, but based on you know what we saw this afternoon, uh, the Kings are a much better team than the Jets, in my opinion. Yeah. No, and you're right. And Ezzy, that's that's a good point, right? With five minutes left to go, Alex Edler takes a tripping penalty on Josh Morrissey and the Jets can take do nothing with it. And again, I understand that people can malign face-offs and say, well, they're not as important as da-da-da-da-da. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes face-offs aren't you know, as important and teams can win games if they don't win the face-offs. That's, we're not suggesting otherwise. But you have two instances where right off the face-off, teams you know, end up scoring two goals. Those two goals don't go in. Well, maybe the game is a lot different, right? But instead it isn't. And so thank you, Dom uh, Zappia, who of course is a big... Big supporter of illegal curve, thirty-three percent in the faceoffs tonight. Just brutal from Dom, right. and and he's and he's not wrong, right? Because again, what a difference this game might have made, might have had. Sorry, is if the Jets could have been a little bit better on the faceoffs. But as I mean, think about how many different areas we could say if the Jets were better in this area, they could have been they could have right. been a different game. The Jets would have been better in the, this area. Power play, faceoffs, five on five. <laughs> well, and, and again, I mean this. I mean, it wasn't as bad as the St. Louis game. That's for sure. No. Like the Blues no, no, game no. was, uh, I don't know if that was rock bottom this year because there's been a lot of bad games. Um, but, you know, you you lose, pardon me, you go down a goal early and, yeah. you know, you're just not able to recover from that if you think about it, right? And yeah, you get the goal on the power play to cut the lead to to 2-1, but then Doughty scores earlier and you just didn't get the the pushback. Like there just wasn't the pushback that you would like to see there in the third period. So uh, a, a really disappointing game, but again, luckily you've got the Sharks coming up. The Sharks stink, and you know the, the Jets. If they if they play a you know a B level game, they should probably beat the Sharks. Well, and and more importantly, as he like this 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 game was there for maybe not the winning, but this game was something that you very easily could have you know walked away with at least a point. And what a different mentality! If you fight through that, if you fight through the early sleepiness of the first 10 minutes and you walk away with at least a point in that game, kind of hang your head a little bit high. You know, you're off. And the other thing is also is that the Jets are off tomorrow. It's not as if you have a tough schedule. And I'm sorry, you know, it's the NHL. Like, I don't want to hear about tough schedules. You probably, you play, you practice for an hour a day. You do some meetings, you know, like most people would, would dream about that, let alone the millions of dollars you get paid. You're off tomorrow. You could have emptied the tank a little bit more. And instead these guys just didn't look like they had it in the tank. You know, and I don't know if gas is expensive, and maybe that's the reason why they just didn't want to. They wanted to conserve their energy. I saw a comment earlier. Apparently, it's like World Conservation Day, so maybe that's why the Jets were conserving themselves. 
But regardless, uh, it was not a good effort from this Winnipeg Jets team, especially like you said, Ezzy, in that third period power play. And then it was already done when Dowdy scored, but then Victor Arvidsson into the empty net after the Jets had pulled Connor Hellebuck makes it a 4-1 game. I'm not going to ask you to break this one down, Ez, because there ain't nothing to break down because the Jets end up losing. And it's uh, it's a tough loss for the Winnipeg Jets because, you know, again, it was an opportunity to maintain your position with the Calgary Flames. It was an opportunity to gain some points on a Nashville team that is behind you, but at the same time, you know, still has those games in hand, those pesky games in hand. And instead you drop it and you fall to, uh, what are they? 41, 30 and three on the season. I think as something along those lines, mm, that makes sense. I don't know. You, you, t- as a, your, your dad's a math guy. Let me, uh, let me figure that out. Yeah. 40. Oh, it was game Dave, I, had tr- I had trouble with grade 12 pre-calculus. So unfortunately I didn't follow in my dad's footsteps. Yeah, but I, but I did get an A in linear algebra at uh, University of Winnipeg, so I was pretty pumped about that. But I was more of an arts guy. But um, yeah, I mean, going back to what you said before, um, you know, really disappointing, but not surprising because we've had how many disappointing games over the last, uh, you know, month, month and a half, two months, whatever. Um, so I mean, you're, again, what it comes back to me is what you said, Dave. If you're able to get at least a point, that one point is huge here. But yeah. now you just let the flames stick around a little bit. And now, as opposed to being, if, again, if you beat the Blues last weekend, you know, you're you're at least six points up. And if you beat the Kings, then you're eight points up, right, in theory. But here we are, and the Jets are only four points behind, pardon me, up on the Flames. And and the Flames have have some life. So now it's just it just means that the Jets are going to have to, you know, clinch a playoff spot even later in the season. And, you know, that's not going to happen against the Sharks. It's not going to happen against the Wings. It won't happen against the Devils. It's going to happen probably in game 79 or 80 now. Well, this is just game 74, and we appreciate all of you joining us. This is the second time you've joined Ezzy and I, for or Ezra, or Ez, you know, whichever personality Ezekiel. we're talking to at the time, Ezekiel. Um, but regardless of who he is, I'm Dave Manuk. This is the Illegal Crew Post Game are? Show. I am. Yeah. I am. <laughs> we were just talking about Billy Mozienko, so that's appropriate, Ezzy. But regardless, thank you for joining us for the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. Uh, this is the we've done the Betway Game Recap. I should give Betway their their due. The Betway Game Recap they brought to you by no surprise, Ezra. Betway, simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway. So head on over to Betway and bet your way. You must be 19 years or older to play, Ezra. Always remember, please play responsibly. We have other sponsors who we have to pay due to so we're gonna throw it to commercial break and when we come back we're gonna talk about some things like ice time because it was a subject of, of conversation morgan Barron, whether he was gonna get enough well he didn't really play a lot saku line and why is he on the ice lots to talk about don't go anywhere listen to these commercials and we'll be right back from commercial break Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. 
Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. Welcome back to the Illegal Curve post-game show. You can tell the time you know, stretches on as the 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 uh, sunlight as he gets a little bit brighter for those of you listening to the podcast today i don't know if you uh got to enjoy i mean i was out there probably not as long as i would like to be but ruben and i were it was great snowball weather i was okay. uh, ripping a few snowballs at uh ruben naomi wasn't loving that uh and then i was knocking some icicles off of the uh you know the eaves trough and stuff like that but uh 
spring is coming. I mean, it might be uh, a slow. That's what always happens with Winnipeg winters, right? Or Manitoba yeah. winters. It just, it, it never comes quick enough. Um, but today was a beautiful day and uh, look, the sun's still out at 630. We've got uh, our uh, you know chat going strong here. We're going to give away some, a tough duck toque and we have another IC merchandise winner. So things are good. Well, and so the tough duck toque winner power actually, play is a different story. That's true. But one of the things I wanted to talk to you about when we came back from the break, because it's something we talked about this morning and we didn't see it get put into effect. And I'm curious to know what you think as to what's going to happen on Tuesday when the Jets play the Sharks is do we see more of Morgan Barron, which I will tie it in. I will let you pick, announce the winner of the tough, tough duck hardest hitting comment, because that ties in to my question to you. So let's bring it all together. Sure. Here's the winner of the tough duck hardest hitting comment. Yeah, lots of good com- comments again uh, today. So we appreciate everybody participating in the chat. One bird, fun word, great name, by the way. Like this comment. This was from, uh, I don't know, 25 minutes ago. So earlier in the show, not yeah. impressed with bonuses lines. Each line needs one spark. Who's that on 55, 26, 81? Put Baron up at least one uh, per line. Obviously, he's talking about uh, Shifley, Connor, and uh, Wheeler there, 55, 26, 81. I think he meant, I think he meant, uh, need a rider because Nita yeah, need a rider is on that yeah. line. Yeah. Um, but look at, I mean, the, the jets, Rick bonus specifically, uh, doesn't want to go Connor Dubois Ehlers. Right. And we've talked about it. Ehlers, we like him better on the right side. Um, and so there's no issue there. Um, but bones just doesn't want to do it. Right. Uh, but before we get into it, Dave, one bird, fun word, send me an email, Ezra at illegalcurve.com. Tough Duck will ship out a toque to you and, uh, you know, at least a couple more weeks uh, of winter here. And uh, we're in discussions with Tough Duck. If the Jets do make the playoffs, we're going to be giving away something else during the first round of the playoffs. Because, I mean, you know, once you get into mid-April, Dave, when the season, a regular season's over in the playoffs start, I mean, you start to, you know, not really need a toque. Yeah. So so we're going to be giving away uh, other apparel from our good friends at Tough Duck. But in the meantime, one bird fun word gets himself a toque. He can wear it for another week or so. And then... uh, you know, put it in the basement like I do with all of my winter stuff. I did see something depressing from the meteorology folks saying that the, I think this is the first time since the 1899 that Winnipeg, Winnipeg, I think it was Winnipeg, hadn't cracked my or zero in March. We hadn't gotten above. I thought we had actually. It's been but, close. It's been yeah. very close, like minus three, minus four. But that's what I'm saying, Dave. It always seems like at the end of March, you know, you're expecting it to be a few degrees warmer and you, you know, you want the snow to melt, but as long as we don't get, remember the day exactly, it was April 12th. As long as we don't get a huge blizzard in the second week of April, I'll be happy. But honestly, with our weather, I mean, expect the worst. Yeah, no, that's a fair thing. And we've already got some folks speculating as to what the tough duck uh, gear will be, but we'll, you know what, Ezzy will reveal that when the time is right. Now, as let's get back into that idea of, of Morgan Barron and, you know, whether he, we've been talking about him. Seems like you know we're on board with the idea of Morgan Barron getting more time, maybe reducing some Blake Wheeler uh, ice time there somehow, some way. You know, I mean, it's interesting, right? Like, you know, at one point, Rick Bonus and Murat. This comes courtesy of Murat, who's in LA and uh, on the California road trip. He said, you know, at one point, I guess uh, Rick Bonus was so frustrated with the faceoffs, he was sending Kevin Stenland out to take the faceoffs, and then he would immediately switch off and get a different center on there. But because the centers weren't winning the faceoffs, that's what Rick Bonus was doing. But I mean, what do you do? Do you do you go with someone else in the lineup, like an Axel Janssen Fielby who has fresh legs, a Carson Kuhlman? You know, I mean, do you bring well, up Jansen Harkins? Rick Bonus has said, and and you know that I would be 
totally in favor of the Jets recalling Jansen Harkins and rewarding him for how well he's played for the Moose, right, Dave? Yeah. Um, but, you know, Rick Bonus has said before with players like Kyle Capobianco or Logan Stanley that, you know, he doesn't want players, you know, to be healthy scratches for a long time. So if that's actually the case, um, I mean, I think Axel Janssen Fialbi probably comes into the lineup over Carson Kuhlman. Yeah. Um, but like we talked about it on this morning show, the top six is, is got to be better. Um, and, and at the top of that list is, is Mark Shifley. So yes, Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, followed up, you know, a good game against the Ducks. I thought with a really good game this afternoon against the Kings, he still seems to be laboring. Yeah, whatever, yeah that, I that agree injury. Like he just, he doesn't seem to be, you know, elite power forward like we were seeing earlier in the season, Dave. Um, yeah. But it starts with with Shifley for me, because at this point in the season, I'm not sure how much offense you can expect out of Blake Wheeler, but like Shifley, Shifley has 37 goals, right? Like Shifley's having a good, or he was having a good year. Um, I think it's 38, as he Or 38 goals. So, you know, to me, he's, he's, if there's one player that I think is a player that the Jets need to be better and need to be producing down the stretch here, it's, it's Shifley. And there's only eight games left, so he doesn't have a lot of time to turn it around. No. And, and again, like I said, you know, the other question I have though, and, and I understand you when you're chasing offense, you know, you, you tend to ride your big horses, but right now your big horses aren't delivering, right? Like Kyle Connor, again, no goal. He had the nice assist on the power play, but you, I mean, again, five on five, like that's when you need to be able to like do some damage and, you know, Sacramento line. like, I, I questioned why he's in the lineup right now, seven seventeen. Uh, overall in the, in the game. He and that would be the guy that I would probably replace. Like if, if uh, Axel Janssen, Fialbi, Dave, or Carson yeah. Kuhlman goes in, he's or David Gustafson, right? Like David Gustafson. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about here, right? Like Gustafson, I, I don't know. Well, he, played, mean, he played well his last couple of games. Sure. I mean, again, he hasn't scored yet. Maybe but... Gustafson goes in over Axel Janssen, Fialbi because of his ability to take face-offs. And play right? on the penalty kill. And play on the penalty kill. Alex, Axel Janssen, Fialbi doesn't take face-offs and, and he doesn't play for the most part on, on the penalty kill, but yeah, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they make that move against the sharks, because as we talked about, Rick bonus has said, he doesn't want players being in the press box for too long. But last time I checked Axel Janssen Fialbi and Carson Kuhlman and David Gustafson have been healthy scratch for a while now. That's right. Yeah. Gustafson obviously had those couple of games, but no, you're absolutely right. As and, and again, this is, Oh, Spencer, don't, those are fighting words. Don't do that here on uh, we, we drive a Gus bus for God's sakes. You can't, can't be saying that. I'm not even gonna repeat that. It's, it's like, a, it's like a swear word. What, what our boy Spencey's saying. So I'm going to ignore that comment, of course, but the reality is, and Phyllis is speculating and as are we, what happens if something, well, will something happen between this game and Tuesday? Well, we know what won't happen. There won't be a practice tomorrow, Phyllis. They're off. The Jets are not skating tomorrow. You know who is skating tomorrow? The Manitoba Moose, two o'clock against the Laval Rocket. As you remind everybody what the game is. As I, oh, yeah. I throw, as I throw it to you, right as you're about to, as well, you're I was trying actually to sending you, I was sending you a message there in the in the chat. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, the Manitoba Moose play Laval. I think two o'clock puck drop, right, Dave? Yep. And it is celebrating women in in Sport Day. So a portion of the of the proceeds from tickets that were sold um, to female minor hockey teams in uh, Manitoba, or no, sorry, I should let me rephrase that. Tickets were given away for free to uh, teams that were interested in going, but a portion of the proceeds from ticket sales will go to female grassroots programs in Manitoba. So obviously I work in Hockey Manitoba. That's huge. We have a great partnership uh, with the Moose. So uh, you'll be there, Dave. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to, to be there. I am found out prior to the puck drop that I have strep throat. Naomi's got strep throat as well. So I will be crushing uh, amoxicillin tomorrow. 
There you go. So we're not gonna we're not gonna expect Ezzy to be at the Moose game because of course he's got a got a little bit of a cold. But you know what, folks, that's what Ezra does for you. He doesn't go on IR. He doesn't believe in IR. He stays here in the chat and he stays and chats with all of you. Now, one of you was the big winner of the illegal curve merch contest. Now, who was that? That was our friend. Well, every one of you is our friend, Aaron Hutchings. I actually don't, I don't, it's funny. It's not a name I recognize from being in the chat, but I believe Aaron won based on uh, entering the unique code word, which would mean that Aaron listens at least to the podcast or watches the show, maybe is a non-commenter regardless, or uses a pseudonym, which is also always a possibility. And I'm not going to go through the spiel. Everybody's heard Drew do it already 700 times before. You know how to enter the contest. So I'm not going to bother doing that. But you know, it's go on the website and there's always links. He'll get exa explain exactly how. I sent out a whole bunch of more gear last week. I'm not quite caught up, but I know a lot of Ryan Trap was in the com in the com in the comments earlier. So I'll uh, I, I got, I'm going to be getting them out slowly but surely, folks. But as I said, Lisa Danko, Josh, her son was in LA and Anaheim. He was wearing the jersey that she won, courtesy of the merch contest. So it is. They do happen, folks. Don't worry. I'm getting it slowly but surely. I'm whittling it down. And eventually, you guys will all get your merch. Whew. Okay, but now, as you got to ask yourself, what is the unique code word? And no, I don't think anybody got it. And I like this unique code word because it ties into Winnipeg and L.A. As you want to guess? Whoa. Win ties into Winnipeg and L.A. That's right. Hmm. I'll give you. I'll give you a further clue. Winnipeg football. Winnipeg football. I'm drawing a complete blank here, Dave. By the way, Rob Mahoney is asking for uh, um, um, a win. I'm pretty sure Rob did win and never emailed me, but I'm going to have to check my list. So, Rob, you're asking for something. I'm pretty sure either uh, we'll you We'll send won you something, Rob. We'll send you a toque. We'll send you food. No, I'm pretty sure that Rob won. But anyways. Seagrams. We'll send Rob something. Yeah, no, we I'm pretty more. I'm pretty well, but I'm pretty sure I was funny. I was looking at my master. I can go down the stairs and get the master list right now, Rob. I'm pretty sure you were on it. And for, you were on my, you made the list. I'm going to check to be, to verify. Ezzy, so you don't want it. You don't have a guess? Well, there it I, is. No, I'm. Oh, there. It's funny because when you said football, I went to like I was thinking blue and gold, and I was thinking bombers, um, but I wasn't sure what what's the connection to LA though. So good thing you asked that, Ezra, because purple and gold, or purple right. and gold is the. But thing. but apparently, when the Kings first came into the NHL, their original owner wanted their colors to be royal blue. And gold. So I thought, well, blue and gold. Bombers are blue and gold. Come on. It uh, it works together. It ties everything up. I thought that was a pretty good one. What do you think, Ezzy? Are you are you, um, are you are you are you in favor of that uh, that one or no? Yeah, no. I always like your unique code words. It's only really when Mendel is left in charge of the unique code word that we start to get like he angers me. But no, I mean, you know me. Love the Bombers. Former season ticket holder for a couple of years with Drew. Uh, maybe you never know. Maybe I'll become a season ticket holder again. But yeah, any any reference to the Bombers, I love. Okay, so blue and gold, B-L-U-E-A-N-D-G-O-L-D. That is for the folks who are listening on the podcast. Ezzy, this has been a great show. It's been a lot of fun. We've had, oh, well, hold on. I was going to try and wrap it up quick. I was going to try and have the perfect show, one hour exactly, but I'm not going to make that, I'm just not going to make that deadline, As I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've realized I don't think it's ever going to happen. Well, I think before, but it's never going to happen. Well, I think the, the reality is this, you, you know, it has to, you know, Drew's a big proponent of it happening organically. Drew likes to say, use the word so organic. I and, I, 
I don't think it's going to happen organically. I think you have to, as soon as you get to the 58, 59 mark, 59 minute mark, or if you're talking about the Saturday morning show, I mean, you, yeah. have to, you have to plan that. Like you have to start getting the sponsor reads in. You have to start thanking the guests like a good 45 seconds to a minute before you want to end. But you never know. Maybe we'll, you know, hit the perfect show organically. But I, I think it's got to be, uh, it's got to be premeditated. Well, but so Spencey wants to have uh, as he wants. He says me and as so he's using the name you like season ticket buddies. Well, Spencey and I are going to hang out because I mean, let's be honest. The the bromance between Spencey and I and you, Dave, because it all really started going back to New Year's Eve with the with that hot tub in in Sage Creek. But you know, Spencey and I are gonna we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna you know either hit up a patio or you know have a few beers at, at the Bombers game. But uh, just a matter of time, Spencey, before we tie one on. And Dave Wheeler is in the house, and I appreciate you listening to us, Dave. Uh, actually, Dave's got a really good podcast, Slang in the Biscuit, with Travis. And, you know, it's funny. Travis is a goaltender, and he was playing overseas. And I, I watched him on YouTube. He's got a really good YouTube channel. And so uh, if you get a chance, listen to their podcast. They've got they've got some good stuff going on. So we appreciate Dave joining us here on the Legal Curve postgame show. And, of course, maybe he was joining us this morning on the Legal Curve hockey show. We've had so many shows. Now, Ezzy, I'm not going to let us... You know, Spencey had a great line. I'm surprised he didn't he didn't drop it in the chat, or maybe he did and I missed it. By the way, Kenny's water bottle is asking for a Manuk Moose minute. Kenny, I did like 20 minutes on the no, no, Moose. No. Yeah, yeah. I, you, obviously, I, Kenny's water bottle wasn't paying attention to the Saturday morning show because at around 10 o'clock, I think, Dave, this morning we were talking about uh, last night's big win uh, for the Moose, and we talked about obviously we talked about that again on today's post game show. Big game coming up against uh, Laval, um, but yeah. I mean, Look, I, I've got strep throat. I have to go, you know, put my kids to bed and then yeah. crawl, crawl into bed myself. I, I usually don't go to bed early. I honestly might be in bed at, you know, 7, 30, 8 o'clock. I am, uh, I'm feeling it. So so I'm just going to, I'm going to quickly close this one out because Spencer Sutton has this comment. Ford couldn't dodge the contract offer from Chevy. Now, what does that mean? Of course, it has to do with the Jets <laughs> signing Parker Funny. Ford out of Providence College. Spencer's a poet. He is, and he don't even know it. And so... Spencer, nice little reference there. That's our that's our Seagram shot of the game. Well done from our friends at Seagrams. They appreciate uh, that. I drive a Dodge, by the way. There you go. 2017 Caravan. Well, the Jets signed as, and I'm not going to ask you to tell me what you know about Parker Ford, uh, a kid who's out of Rhode Island. Not a kid; he's 22 Providence. years old. You get, yeah, but he but he grew up. I think he was. I can't remember where in Rhode Island he's from, but he plays in Providence College. And of course, he has did he, cool. Did he go, so I, I wasn't. I was confused. Did he go to RISD? <laughs> anyways the point is he was that's a good one yeah. he signed he he was a um very you know again like i said if if this works out similar to the the last time the jets signed an undrafted free agent out of providence college aka brandon tanev it's going to work quite well for the winnipeg jets and the player himself so uh we'll talk about that maybe a little bit more on tuesday hopefully when Ezzy's feeling better but we're going to wrap this one up because the big man needs I'll be to, good to, I'll uh, be good to I'll, i will definitely be good to go for the game tuesday night against san jose dave yeah but i just hope that you're you know okay with me leaving your house after that no i actually i'll be at i'll doing be doing the show here so forget what i just said as it'll be like two in the morning you'll be sleeping yeah. over if that was yeah. the case i'm and, so and just used to doing the show at your house but i'll be no here. i know i know and yeah. frosty he's on it because he apologized now i was you know really what i wanted to do because Alex P. Keaton, a.k.a. Michael J. Fox, was in the house. I was going to start talking about the best Michael J. Fox movies. I was going to do all sorts of segues, but we're not going to do that. We're hey, going to give Michael J. Fox movie. Obviously, Back to the Future. Back to the Future is the the, the, be the best one, but Secret to My Success. What, Doc, Doc Hollywood? Doc Hollywood is good, but Secret to My Success is a very close I second. I haven't seen that. I haven't even heard uh, of that. 
Come on. It's so good. Check it out, though. I love oh, it. It's so good. As you'll come over, we'll watch it well, along big, with That's My Boy. Double, double feature, as he, That's My Boy and yeah. uh, Secret to My Success. And then White Chicks, maybe after. Well, fine. It'll be a triple. It'll be a triple header. That'd be fantastic. Anyways, we want to thank every one of you guys and girls for joining us tonight on the Legal Curve post game show. It's six forty five, as you so I can say tonight, uh, as well as joining us this morning on the Legal Curve hockey show. And a big thank you to all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make that post game show, the Saturday show, and our website illegalcurve.com a possibility. They are Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zapia Group Realty, Betway, Tough Duck, Boston Pizza, Seagrams. Rolly's Transfer, Grid Park, and the Keg. Support these fine businesses, Esri. Esri? Because of their continued support of Illegal Curve Hockey. I'm losing my mind a little bit because I'm tired and I've been hosting now for, I think, about three hours. So it's time for me to bid you adieu and say good night to everyone in the chat and have a good rest of your Saturday night and make sure you stay safe. Smash the like button and we will see you guys all on Tuesday night for the postgame show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.